Hey, it's Kathy. I'm just hopping in real quick to tell you that the doors are closing to the Abundance Method program today. That's right. May 16th, four o'clock Pacific time, we close the doors to this program. And I'm so excited to watch you change your life. I'm so excited to see what happens when you tap into the energy that is within you and you start to attract so much into your life and there's incredible synchronicity and you start to perceive what was always here in plain sight and that which was hidden becomes revealed. If you want to join us, you can go to kathyheller.com slash join. And remember, those of you who sign up for the Platinum, you get the retreat included. It's going to be an incredible retreat. It's a three-day experience. You can choose between July or October and the July is definitely filling up. So come on in and join us. Again, the doors close at four o'clock Pacific today. You can sign up at kathyheller.com slash join. I cannot wait to spend 12 weeks with you and watch you become a master at manifesting the most gorgeous experiences and opportunities and abundance into your life. Boldly jump, jump from that cliff, that mountain, however big or small it is, and just trust the process and trust yourself and believe in yourself. I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about figuring out what it is that you were here to do in this world that only you can do to make the world more whole, more beautiful, and to stop selling yourself short, and to stop sitting it out, and to figure out how to take this thing you love, whether it's art or music or screenwriting or dance or baking, and how do you weave this thing that you love into a life that you get to contribute, that you get to do what you love full time, because it's not just about business. It's about contribution. It's about meaning. That is what we seek. That is what we truly want. And you absolutely are here to serve the world. And I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Thanks to Frank and Oak for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Frank and Oak is a Canadian apparel company dedicated to providing you with the clothing that's right for you and your lifestyle. To get $25 off your first subscription box and try Style Plan by Frank and Oak completely risk-free, visit frankandoak.com slash dreamjob. We're also supported by Skillshare. Skillshare is giving you two months of Skillshare for free with unlimited access to thousands of classes. Go to www.skillshare.com slash dreamjob2 to start your two months now. Thanks to Gusto for supporting the podcast. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll and benefits to small businesses across the country. They were even named Best Online Payroll by PC Mag. Get three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash dreamjob. Also, thanks to Native. Native makes safe, simple, effective products that people use in a bathroom every day with trusted ingredients and trusted performance. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and enter promo code dreamjob during checkout. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I hope you guys had a great weekend and I've been loving connecting with you. Thanks for sending me those DMs on Instagram and the emails. And I love seeing you guys posting in our Facebook group. It's been so awesome having so many people join this Dream Ambassador team. We have almost a thousand people now coming together and I just can't wait to see what happens from that. It's going to be so great for you. You know, you're going to make friends all around the world who have the same kind of drive to be more of themselves and to put more beautiful things in the world. And that's amazing to have that kind of support. 
And we're creating all of these initiatives to help you have accountability and to help you to brainstorm your ideas and to really be able to take your inspiration from listening to the show and how can you then take action and pull it apart into pieces. So one thing that we asked everyone to do is to create like a book club. And um, a lot of our ambassadors are already going ahead and creating those. I want to give a shout out to Jessica. She's at Confessions of a Millennial. She said, I started our book club and I already have 10 people in it, which is so awesome. And Rose said she already has seven people in her book club. So that's awesome. I'm so excited for both of you. And then Rose also said, but between now and the time that the Don't Keep Your Day Job book comes out, she said, how can I keep the members of my book club excited and committed to this. And so my team and I created what's called a book club starter kit where we gave you guys a list of 20 great episodes that we think are must listens to. And on this sheet, we gave you the takeaways for every episode and then some discussion questions that you guys can ask each other. So between now and the time that my book comes out, you can start meeting up together and we're helping people connect and make these book clubs happen. And you guys can talk about what it is that you're hearing on these episodes. And then it is just so incredible Incredible. I'm in a couple peer-led masterminds like this. And you have no idea how much it helps to start talking about, oh yeah, I heard this and I started thinking about this. And then somebody else is there to support you and, and give you more ideas. And you can just sit there and brainstorm. And then you have people supporting you and you realize that what you're saying is not crazy and the words come out of your mouth and somebody else is like, yes, and this, and did you think of this? And then you keep each other accountable. And then you actually start to see yourself taking action and then getting results and seeing the momentum. So um, if you want to become a dream ambassador, it's absolutely free. And to reward people for taking this kind of action, every single month, not only are we giving away a coaching call with me, plus a free training, but we're also doing other things like giving away Don't Keep Your Day Job hoodies and mugs. And then every single month, I'm choosing five people from the Dream Ambassadors to take to lunch, a VIP lunch in person. And then I'm choosing 10 people to do a mastermind call, a coaching call with me. So this is all free. You can join us. Um, if you go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com, you can find a pop-up to join the Dream Ambassadors. You can also find a link in my Instagram. It is free. And there's going to be VIP tickets to an event I'm doing when the book comes out on the East Coast and the West Coast, uh, some VIP experiences just for the Dream Ambassador. So super cool stuff. If you want to join us, please go ahead and do so. Um, also, just wanted to say, I saw a quote yesterday. Um, it said, maybe the journey isn't so much about becoming anything. Maybe it's about unbecoming everything that isn't really you. So you can be who you are meant to be in the first place. And I love that because we keep talking about what it means to live life on our terms and how we're really seeking being in alignment with ourselves, And I think it's really about unlearning all the things that we've done to please other people, to protect ourselves, our defenses, our survival skills, when really there are certain things that we do and we go, oh my God, this is really actually who I am. And so I continue to cheer you on and support you in asking yourself, what brings me joy? What do I really want to do? And hopefully you listened to that episode on how to overcome imposter syndrome and how to get yourself unstuck because like the mind is one of those things. It's going to sometimes be a breeding ground for negative thoughts. That's sort of what it was trained to do, right? Like your mind is always looking to assess danger to protect you. And so sometimes it's going to worry. And what we need to do is the same thing you do with your smartphone. Like everybody knows when their smartphone is like on you know, 20% or 11%. Sometimes you're like going out, you get in the Uber and you're like, oh my God, my phone's on 17% and you're like anxious, right? You're like, I'm going to have to find a charger. But we don't do that with ourselves. We just assume that we're going to be inspired. And then when we start feeling down, we don't even notice. Well, of course we're feeling down. Our minds have been 
our minds have been feeding us such like disempowering thoughts, you know, for the last six hours. And, and it just keeps going and going. And we think to ourselves, well, maybe there's just something wrong with me. No, there's nothing wrong with you. And then you say to yourself, well, I don't understand. Like I listened to an awesome podcast last week and I was super motivated and I guess it just, you know, I can't sustain it. It's like, well, no, it's just like saying I had breakfast three days ago and what's wrong with me. I shouldn't need to have breakfast every day. No, of course you should. Like look at people who you admire. And if you think that they're crushing it and they're successful, they're constantly looking at how to proactively charge their batteries the same way that you would with your smartphone. What about waking up and thinking, okay, I need to have juice. You know, I need to feel energized and think about what are those things that might be able to do that for you? Is it taking a run? Is it listening to a certain song? Is it listening to this podcast? Is it talking to a friend? And I think that's why being in these kinds of like book clubs and talking to people about the show and talking to people about what you're going to be reading in this book. Hopefully you'll all buy the book because at the end of every chapter in the book, there's journal prompts and there's questions to ask yourself and tools that you can start taking action. And that's really what I want, right? I don't want you to just be like super inspired. I want you to metabolize that and then see it actually coming to life in your own world. So I'm really excited about today's guest. Her name is Cezanne Hendrick. She's a hugely popular lifestyle, fashion and beauty blogger, a YouTuber, a podcaster, an entrepreneur and influencer. But what makes her truly unique is how honest and open she is. She doesn't sugarcoat the bad times. She's not trying to make everything perfectly curated. She just tells it like it is. And I think that that's what's really made her so lovable. Cezanne not only built her incredibly successful blog from scratch, but she's transformed her brand into this entire machine with a YouTube channel and Instagram account with over 1 million followers and a subscription box called Blessed Box. Plus, she now has an awesome podcast. She co-hosts her podcast, The Good Life, with her husband, Stevie, which they've had for almost a year and it already has over 6 million downloads. And they're all about having powerful conversations with people who are making an impact. So I think you guys would love it. You should check it out. Her ability to be proactive and resourceful will give you so much fuel to start making your own opportunities. I cannot wait for you to hear this. So without further ado, please welcome the delightful Cezanne Hendricks. Cezanne, I'm so excited that you're here today. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You're so beautiful inside and out. And I'm so impressed not only with the community that you've built with how fierce you are as a leader, but how down to earth and how humble you are. So thank you for being that. Thank you so much. You know, just everything that you said, I really appreciate it. You know, being in the space that I am, there's definitely times where I feel like, I've had to check myself at the door a few times, you know, too many times. Um, But, you know, my whole journey just started, you know, back in 2011 when I discovered that I just had this passion for wanting to connect with people in a deeper way. And so I noticed that Facebook was really a platform that was starting to allow people to like openly share things from quotes to recipes and things that just fascinated you. And just the little following of family and friends that I had, I noticed they were just really gravitating towards some of the stuff I was posting, which I guess gave me this like newfound confidence that like, okay, I feel like people kind of trust me. And I would be really excited to see if I could start a website or something on my own, and just continue to share the things that inspire me. And 
um, I took some time to do this little internship that really helped grow my, I guess, knowledge in the world of figuring out, well, how do you start a website? So for me, I just wanted to dive in and just learn as much as I could. So for a year, I just traveled. I did some internships. I had some opportunities where I got to go to New York Fashion Week and really understand the hustle and bustle behind the fashion and beauty industry from sort of like this behind the scenes perspective. And then after that internship ended, you know, everything I had learned and so much more, I realized, all right, I want to be doing something for myself. You know what? I want to water my own seed and just watch it grow, yeah. and figure it out as I go. Yeah. I remember reading that you had said that you moved to LA in the hopes of getting a job as a TV host and there was some struggle there. I definitely thought that I wanted to do like entertainment news, fashion reporting, things like that. Yeah. When I moved to LA, I just quickly realized that it ain't easy to get in front of, you know, the right producers and have the right opportunities and especially opportunities that would pay because rent was so expensive in, in LA. So I, my parents gave me six months and they said, you know, we're going to try to help you as much as we can. But after six months, if you just don't figure out what you want to do there, you've got to come back to Texas. So I guess that just put this kind of fire up my butt of like the pressure of like, all right, I really need to figure something out. And so when I had moved to LA, I had like my small little blog that, ha that I had built in Texas but it was just this website that I had as an outlet. I didn't realize yep. you could make money off of it or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And then I literally had that sort of moment. It was in my bathroom at my sister's apartment. And I just felt like I had to like surrender it all. And I knew that the route that I thought would be easier would be, you know what? If I could just get in front of like a producer and they somehow just give me that dream right. carpet right. hosting job, my life would be set. But then I saw this other path and this path was very, very blurry. And I knew that like, I don't know what, where this path is going to take me and it scares me. So I was trying to avoid it at all costs. And then I literally, it's like, I heard God's voice. I was in my bathroom, literally crying my eyes out. And I felt like God was like, you're going to go the longer route and mm -hmm. you're going to take the path of focusing on your blog. And I didn't even know what that meant or where it was going to take me. Ugh, I love it. Of like, I need to obey that voice. And I did. And after that, it's like all these divine connections and things started just coming up in my path. In my inbox, I started meeting bloggers who were actually doing it for real, for real in LA. And suddenly I was expanding my network and starting to think in a new way that I hadn't been before because I was just limiting my thought process because I thought there's no way I'm doing this. You know, what's amazing about it is that I had a similar situation where I moved out to LA and I wanted to get a record deal and I got a deal at Interscope and then I got dropped from the label and I was like, all right, I guess this is it. Like, I'm not going to be able to be a musician. And then like a few years later, I went back into music, but I know so many people look at it this way. Like either someone else is going to discover you or this fairy godmother is going to come along uh -huh. and give you the, the big break. And I look at people like you and I look at friends of mine and even what I'm doing now. And I'm like, God, it's amazing. Like you can go ahead and take matters into your own hand. And maybe it is more blurry. And maybe it's not about someone else giving you the comfy you know, chair and sitting you down at the table and saying, here, take your seat. But you can do it for yourself. And look what you did. It's That's amazing. So Look what you built. Uh, well, you too, sister. I mean, you know, the, the, the route that's not 
always taken is, is a route that can be scary and a little bit riskier. But when you start to see growth, you're just hooked. There is no end route. Like you just figure it out as you go. And I always tell people with the whole influencer world at the time, you know, when I moved to LA, there was no real kind of roadmap for me to follow. Like if you get to point A, then you do this to get to B and then you do this to go to C. I had yeah. to figure out my A, then I had to figure out my B. Of and course. Then and then I'm still figuring it all out, you know? Okay. So a couple of questions. Number one, how did you start getting people organically to start coming to the blog? How did you grow the traffic? You know, at this time, it was definitely a world that their bloggers and stuff were still around. So a lot of people will say things like, well, you just, you you came at a time when you got really lucky because there wasn't that many bloggers. But oh, That's you know, so at, rude. But at that time, <laughs> I'll tell you, at that time, I saw it as like, whoa, there's so many international bloggers. Of course. So for me, what I started to do was I really wanted to target the, the small audience that I did have. And I wanted mm. to treat it as if there was a million people watching my content. Because I think sometimes when you think there's not that many people following yes. you or watching you, you can just put out mediocre stuff. But yep. when you change the way that you think and you say, you know what, I'm going to pretend that there's a million people watching me, you're able to really focus on giving your, your audience just the best content, the best quality content. So I started to see organic growth that way. But something else I strategically did was I needed to start making money on my blog. This was before traditional agencies and ad companies yeah. were coming to my inbox. And I thought, well, how can I start making a little bit of money and building my following? So I would yeah. go on Etsy. You know, Etsy had all of these incredible mom and pop shops and sure. they were looking for, a lot of them were just looking for collaborations where they mm. could receive some high res photos of their products being photographed. And I mm -hmm. had that. I had a pretty good small Canon rebel camera at the time. And so I would reach out to these brands and just tell them like, Hey, for maximum coverage on my blog, on my Instagram, I had like all my little price points laid out. And I was like, I'll give you, you know, the best quality photos. And then I said, and even we should do a giveaway attached. So if you can, you are such a go-getter. This is such a good idea. I love it. Time, at this time, giveaways weren't like all over the place. So it's like, I was strategically getting an extra clutch from the brand to be able to do giveaways to not only build my following now, but to help build their following. And a lot of it was just organic collaborations in the beginning. And then Instagram really started to rise at this time, but it wasn't a heavily saturated platform. So I also do see that there was some perfect timing stuff happening because I had jumped onto that platform really at a great time where I could still grow and still learn. There was the popular page. I would get on the popular page a lot. So that really helped. Um, but I guess just putting out that good quality content was first and foremost, the most important thing because that was like my product, essentially. I needed yes. to good stuff. And I love that. I love this. And I want my listeners to really hear this step that you proactively decided to reach out to creators on Etsy and you sent them like this press kit with some rates if they wanted to be featured. This is so smart. Talk about taking action. And when you show up and, and offer someone something, often there's going to be a few people that maybe not, or I'm not interested. And there will be a few people who say yes. And so it started to grow and it started to grow. How did you even know how to price that? Did you just sort of like take a stab in the dark or did you yeah. have some idea of like... It's so funny you say that because I really didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have a, a degree. Right. 
You know what I mean? All I knew is I just yep. wanted to make some side hustle money so that I can actually start growing this little mini business of mine. And so my husband, at the, who was my boyfriend at the time, I told him, Stevie, I really need your help with this. Like, let's just figure out a tier marketing package and reach out. Friends. So when we really sat down to create this press kit, we just thought, well, what would be fair and what would make it worth our time? You know, like we didn't want to just like shoot for the stars and charge these mom and pop shops. Yeah. Thousands of dollars worth of, of content when at the time I didn't have the biggest following, but I knew yep. that I needed to be making some money. So I remember I priced it to where it was like, if you just want social media coverage, I think it was like $150. And then yeah. I want basically this press kit was like, if you want the full combo of everything, <laughs> maximum, it's so, it was $500 for yeah, everything. For everything. Yeah. And that included me, like the blood, the sweat, the tears, taking the photo. Sure. For me at that time, I thought if I could get four of these a week or even every two weeks, like I would start, it just gave me the confidence. So I guess I, love me, it. I didn't want to just charge ton, like a ton, but for me that $500, when brands were coming back and saying like, well, for sure, we'll just do the full package. These yep. mom and pop shops are like, yeah, we'll do the full package, full package. I was like, I think it's time we up our prices. And then right. you just kind of learn as you go. But I was really excited. And suddenly I had this newfound confidence that I can be my own boss. Amazing. Okay, Suzanne, everything you're saying has been awesome, but let's just take a quick ad break. Native makes safe, simple, effective products that people use in the bathroom every day with trusted ingredients and trusted performance. Native can hang with you no matter what your schedule looks like. They use fewer, simple ingredients so you know everything that's in the deodorant. Native offers free returns and exchanges in the USA. You can subscribe and save 17%, save $2 per stick, and have Native conveniently delivered to your door every one, two, three, or four months. They have a wide variety of awesome scents, plus they release new limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. Classic deodorant scents include coconut and vanilla, lavender and rose, eucalyptus and mint, and cucumber and mint, which is the one that I got and I love it. It smells super clean and refreshing and it goes on really smoothly without leaving any weird residue or stains on my clothes. Plus, I'm trying to be more proactive about the products I use on my body, so it's nice to know that this deodorant isn't just super effective, but it's also really safe. Get 20% off your first purchase by visiting nativedeodorant.com and entering promo code DREAMJOB during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase by going to nativedeodorant.com and entering promo code DREAMJOB at checkout. Just like Cezanne, many of our guests have had to learn different skills in order to build their business. That's why it's so important to have an online learning community like Skillshare. Skillshare has thousands of classes for creators, entrepreneurs, and curious people everywhere. You can learn about photography, marketing, freelance, and entrepreneurship. You name it, they've got it. Right now, you can join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare with a special offer. You can get two months of Skillshare for free when you go to Skillshare.com slash DreamJob2. I'm such a fan of Skillshare. I love their classes on productivity and social media marketing. They also have classes on health and exercise that I really want to check out since that's an area I'm always trying to improve on. I think you guys would really like their classes on finding your creativity, building confidence, storytelling. The selection is really endless. So whether you're picking up a new skill for your day job or figuring out your next side hustle, or you're pursuing a lifelong passion, Skillshare has classes for you. They're offering you two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash DreamJob2. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash DreamJob2 to start your two months now. It's just such an exciting thing to hear. I haven't yet heard this business model and I love it because there's so many people who'd want to be doing this and it's like, look what Cezanne did. So then if that wasn't already cool enough, in 2014, you started a YouTube channel, which now has, oh, you know, just like 450,000 subscribers, something close to that. It's amazing. So what made you want to start a YouTube channel and how did you, how did you grow it? 
you know, when I started my blog, I, you know, it was just strictly fashion and beauty. And I would just share things that were inspiring. I was never in front of the camera. You know, I'd be taking photos of certain products and things to promote it, but I was seldom talking about myself or my personal life. And I think somewhere along the way, as I started to grow just my small little following, these people wanted to know who was the editor and the writer right. of these posts. And I think it was when I started to just share little thing, fun facts about me, when I started noticing that my audience was really gravitating towards that and people wanted more of that. So I listened to that. And my husband was, you know, really encouraging because he said, if there's one thing that you're really good at, he's like, you're really good at like speaking to people in person, but also like on camera. And we have have the knowledge in terms of editing videos and things like that, because that was what my degree was in, radio, television, and film. So he said, why don't you just start creating and producing your own YouTube content and let that be an outlet where you can connect with your audience in a more personal way? And so for me, that scared me at this time. And I didn't know what that meant back in 2014, because still, you know, there wasn't really very many like lifestyle bloggers sharing these honest, authentic videos. So for me, it was just a way to get comfortable in front of the camera just to see what they wanted, what they liked. And then slowly but surely, as things were happening in my life in real time, like real life stuff, um, I started noticing that like, man, fashion and beauty is great, but I'm actually going through some real life stuff right now. And there were times where I would just wouldn't even, I'd go black. I wouldn't post on my blog. People mm-hmm. are like, where, where are you? Where'd you go? And then I started realizing I have a relationship now with these people, yeah. these people that I don't even know. I feel like I owe it to them to explain some of the stuff I'm going through. And the first time I was ever really honest and open with my audience was when I was about to be engaged to Stevie, who they just thought was my photographer. They didn't even know mm. he was my boyfriend. And that story opened up this this whole part of myself that I had to be just completely honest and raw with. And that was just things I was going through with my family and how there were so many cultural pressures at this time coming from a Middle Eastern family mm-hmm. of like, they didn't want me to marry a man outside of my culture. And that's what Stevie was, is he was this American boy that I fell in love with in college. And I, mm-hmm. after I told my parents about him, you know, things got really heated and I just was like, it's not adding up. Like my life on the blog is not adding up to life in real life. So I finally put out like a letter on my blog, just explaining the situation and the number of emails I got from women around the world who were in similar situations and interracial relationships. It suddenly opened up this entire new in-depth relationship that I had with them. It was like a connection that I can't explain. And suddenly I felt like, okay, there's more to my life in yeah. all of this stuff um, than just talking about fashion and beauty. And so my YouTube channel has just evolved into exactly that. It's a mirror of like what I'm really going through in real life from, yeah, yeah loving makeup and beauty, but you know, the real life stuff like my pregnancy journey as well as marriage stuff. And yeah. You know, since yeah. then now we've launched a podcast where me and my husband have that. Now that's like the newest platform. And we're even, I know. Be, as you know, you're even able to be more raw and real. Yeah. It's really an intimate environment. And I want to go there in a second. But first of all, I just want to congratulate you for having the courage to be so honest in front of the world, you know, and that's a pretty difficult topic to be honest about, you know, like, in in general, it, whenever somebody tells the truth about what they're going through, it's something to be you know honored. But 
that's tough, you know, because there's a lot of cultural differences and you didn't want to offend anyone and you had a loyalty to your to your family. And yet you decided, I just have to share what's on my heart. And I mean, that just takes incredible um, strength because as I've known from going to therapy since I'm 15, like one of the the deepest things that gets set in when we are children is living life according to what our parents want us to be. And that's very Herculean that you were able to even voice um, something that was really, it really is just such a a battle inside. Um, You know, are you going to live life on your terms? And yet you love your parents, right? Or are you going to do what they want you to do and maybe then feel like you're not being yourself? And that took a lot of strength. I'm not surprised that people resonated um, with that. And did you get lots of emails? Did you feel like people felt like they were given strength because of your story? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, the whole thing with my family was just one. it, It was the first thing, but it was kind of like it catapulted me into a whole new area of trust with my audience where it's like, as I was living life and going through just the struggles of life and constantly for me, my entire life, I've been that person that's tried to make other people happy while trying to pursue the desires in my heart and go after the things that set my heart on fire. And so when all of that stuff happened with my family, it just encouraged me to just fearlessly and boldly go after those passions and the yeah. blog and my YouTube channel. It was the perfect distraction yep. because the more that I was able to be real and raw with my audience, it was kind of like this therapy for me. Like yeah. even like most people, they keep their personal life very private. My entire life, I've had to like keep things always private, even from family or friends. I couldn't share certain things. So for me, it was the opposite. It was like, suddenly the internet became this place where I could just yeah. be vulnerable and be open. And it was like therapeutic in an ironic Exactly. Way. It was like that, taking that step and voicing what was going on with your family unleashed you to really feeling like you could be your unbridled self. And now here's a question. I feel like a lot of people struggle. They worry that the internet is a really dark place. They're afraid to share their story. They have a lot of shame around sharing their truth. So they want to post like these perfectly curated images of like this perfect life. What would you say to those people to give them encouragement? You know what? I would just say to those people that I've been there, you know, when, when, when I was going through my whole thing as a blogger, it it definitely was not perfect and authentic from the start. I felt like in order to succeed as an influencer in the social media platform, that you had to create this perfect curated stage for people to watch and to look at and admire. But I think that social media has now completely gone and changed for the, I think for good, for, you know, the fact that now people just want completely raw, unedited photos and just more candid, just open captions, things like that. You know, it, it really encouraged me because when I was curating the perfect life, I realized I was trying to keep up with a life that just was not real. And when you're trying to keep up with that image Ugh. that you're putting out there, it is so emotionally, mentally, physically draining and exhausting. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're actually missing out on real life moments. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many influencer blogger trips I've gotten to go on where I didn't even genuinely take a moment to just enjoy the sunset or to enjoy the fact that it was an honor and a privilege to just be there 
because I was too busy trying to take the perfect photo and capture the perfect moment. And I think I just realized if that's what I have to be in order to succeed as an influencer, I think I better walk away while I still can because that's just not who I am at my core. And I yep. don't think anybody's perfect at their core. And of course not. When I had my daughter, I think I had that coming to realization moment for me when I was pumping and I was literally on Instagram scrolling, looking at all these accounts. And suddenly I started feeling like crap about myself. I started mm-hmm. comparing my life to all of these other women's lives. Some of them were my friends. Some of them were moms. And I started just feeling like just crap about myself. And I was like, why am I sitting here scrolling through Instagram feeling this way? And then I realized something. I said to myself, you know what? How many times has maybe one of my followers scrolled Mm -hmm. through their Instagram and maybe something I've posted has made them feel like crap about their life? And I said, I don't want to be that influencer. I don't want to be that person. I just want to use my platform as a place that people can come to, to feel like they're being, instead of torn down a place where we can all build each other up and actually post with purpose. And so that's when I had to really have this kind of moment with myself and check myself and say like, all right, Saz, you're no longer going to be taking those perfect food photos where you were standing on chairs for hours. You know, you're no longer going to try to do the perfect, you know, full face makeup tutorials because you're competing with other YouTubers and you think that's what you have to do to successfully connect with people on makeup. And then I was like, I'm just going to be completely authentic and real about whatever season of life I'm in and create content around it, whether it's my beauty routine and this specific season of life as we're traveling, or maybe I'm sharing a more in-depth video about some real stuff I'm going through as a new mom, you know? And so my content and everything has changed, but I've just noticed just the positive platform that my page has become for people who are actually inspired now instead of like stopping me in the streets and just saying, Hey, I think you're really pretty. And I love it. It's like, Hey, I've been listening to your podcast and there's tears in their eyes. Like it's really changing my life in a way that I can't even explain. And that to me makes me realize, all right, Saz, you're totally now fulfilling a purpose and things are That's starting right. to unravel as they, they are. That's right. And and that is why I said at the beginning that it's just so impressive what you're creating because you really are walking the walk. Like you don't give anyone this impression that you have a perfect marriage or that mar- motherhood is perfect. Like you talk about things and then other people say, oh, I'm just so grateful that someone like you is willing to let us in behind the curtain and, and show us what it's really like. So we don't feel alone. Like there's something wrong with us. And that is a huge purpose, right? Right. So you then, like you said, you went on to start this awesome podcast, which is called The Good Life with Stevie and Cezanne. So it's you and your husband. And what made you want to start the podcast? And tell us this idea of like the good life. And what have you learned about what it means to have a good life? Ah, So good. Um, You know, when my husband and I were, you know, thinking about like, what is that next thing that we want to do together? You know, we realized that we're living in a day and age where I feel like people are just being overstimulated by social media and and the internet. And my husband and I just felt like, you know, going into 2019, we were like, we want to be more of a voice versus an image. And so we thought like, how can we be more of a voice and really Mm. exercise our voices in a way that can actually encourage people in a positive way? we really felt like the podcast route was something worth looking into. And so we started doing our research and we started looking into that and we thought, you know what, this is probably going to be the perfect avenue for us where we can actually 
unwind and get intimate with people about topics that for years we've only been able to really talk about in a bite-sized way through these different platforms. So one of those topics being like our faith, you know, our faith is something that, you know, Stevie and I, it's really helped build the groundwork of just everything that you see. And so when we were talking about the good life and what that means before even recording episode one, we had to really sit and talk about like, all right, are we going to shy away from boldly talking about our faith? Because yeah, I get it. You it's, know, it can yeah. be tough. And, and I guess we just both realized like we can't shy away. If we shy away, then we just can't, we just shouldn't do it at all. And so mm. for us, that has kind of been this overarching theme behind every episode in knowing that like there is a God out there who loves you, wants to help you figure out life as we live it. And I love that Stevie and I don't go on our show every week and claim to be experts in any area of life. But what we do every week is we go on our show and what it's, it could be around a health topic or even a business topic or a relationships topic. And we're just trying to figure out that week, okay, how can we figure out how to have a stronger marriage? How can we figure out how to live a healthy life with a healthy routine? You know, all these different things. And then we like bringing the experts on the show who help us navigate and figure it out because I think living a good life is figuring out how to live an imperfect life and embracing the imperfections, but also challenging yourself to go out there and to find that knowledge and to chase after that wisdom. And I think that's what we're doing is like, we're just figuring life every week together with our audience. And it's just been really an incredible experience for us. We're going to hit our one year mark in August. And and to see that our show was literally almost at 7 million downloads, I have never seen that growth on a platform <laughs> ever. And so when we went into the podcast world, I thought, well, um, I don't even know, like, are people going to like this? Are they going to have the attention span for this coming from Instagram and YouTube? Sure. And it's incredible how so many people have said, I love the podcast. It's my favorite platform that you guys are on. And so that's just been really eye-opening for us. And I'm excited to see where that world will take us. Yeah, it's amazing. And what I also want to commend you on is the fact that you guys do have such a dedication to having a strong marriage in the face of like, when you have this much of a following, it can be really challenging on your marriage. I'm imagining, you know, because there's so much distraction, right? Your time is sort of spread thin. And then there's people everywhere telling you like, you're so beautiful. There's so much attention that it's hard to then turn to your partner and feel like they're, they're giving you that same jolt, you know, that you're getting from like, you know, just opening up your DMs. How do you find that you're able to keep coming back to your marriage and not feeling like it's pulling you away that you have like all this stuff going on around you? You know, when you work for yourself, if there's one thing my husband and I have learned, it's that we have to really take ownership and, and create that structure and a really stick to a solid schedule. And after we had a baby and suddenly now there's this baby in the mix, we realize, okay, family and our marriage and our life, we cannot just put that on the back burner while we build up this beast, you know, of a business at the end of the day, we're going to live our life and we'll document it as we live it instead of, Hey babe, we need to go to the beach today because I need to shoot stuff. No, it's like, Hey, let's uh, go to family day. And if we feel it in our hearts that we want to actually capture it or certain parts of it, then we can do that. But if we decide, you know what, we want to just leave this part out in the, the business sense, yeah. then we're not going to capture it. And then something else we've really stuck to is just like an eight to five schedule. 
from 8 to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, we are working and maximizing those hours to really build and grow our business. And then on the weekends, we completely shut it off, you know? Yeah. And I think that's really important to have that. People think that nowadays with anything that you want to pursue, it's this like doing the most messaging that's out there in this world that says like, if you want to be successful, you better, you know, go, go, go after it, work all day. Right. Hustle, day. hustle, grind, grind, nonstop, nonstop. I, yeah. I just feel like success, you know, a pivotal part of success is also having that balance of like rest because when you're truly at rest, really great things start to move and suddenly yeah. your creative energy starts to flow in a way that if you didn't have that rest, you would just be like a hamster in one of those crazy spinning wheels. A hundred percent. What you just said is really an important point for listeners of this show, because quite often what we do is we want to leave our day job so we don't have to work for a boss, right? And then we wind up working for ourselves and we are an even tougher boss where we wind up getting into a situation where you're literally working 24-7 and no one had that in mind, right? When they're like, I'm going to go work for myself. So I love hearing that you've set up those boundaries for yourself. All right, I have a few more questions, but first let's say thanks to our sponsors. Frank and Oak is a Canadian apparel company dedicated to providing you with clothing that's right for you and your lifestyle. I love finding new clothes that are versatile, comfy, stylish, and don't leave a huge footprint on the environment. But shopping can be a huge chore, especially when I have my three kids with me at the mall and I can't step into the fitting room without worrying that they're going to end up outside wandering around somewhere. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Style Plan by Frank and Oak. Style Plan by Frank and Oak is clothing for women and men curated by a combination of amazing stylists and AI. Just fill out their easy style quiz, preview your monthly subscription box, choose which pieces you like in the next seven days and send back what you don't want. It's super flexible. You can customize what comes in your subscription box, skip a month or cancel at any time. And shipping and returns are always free. I filled out their online style quiz and it was really a simple process. I just told them my size, my color preferences, and then they sent me a cute floral bomber jacket that I can wear on a fun family outing or a lunch date. I also love that their products are purposely designed and ethically made with eco-friendly processes. Discover what your wardrobe has been missing. To get $25 off your first subscription box and try Style Plan by Frank and Oak, completely risk-free, visit frankandoak.com slash dreamjob. That's $25 off your first subscription box by going to frankandoak.com slash dreamjob. I think we can all agree that payday is a wonderful concept, but what's not so wonderful is dealing with the headache of payroll and taxes. Now you can tame the chaos of payroll, benefits, and HR with Gusto. It makes those processes really simple by putting it all in one place, sign, store, and organize employee documents all online. Gusto is easy online payroll, benefits, and HR built for modern small businesses. It automatically files and pays all state, local, and federal payroll taxes, and also has hundreds of plans for health benefits, 401ks, and more for almost any budget. What's really awesome is that Gusto still only takes 11 minutes on average. And for a busy person like me, it's great that I don't have to spend hours dealing with all the paperwork. Gusto partners with small businesses across all 50 states, and they want to help you too. Get three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash dream job. Try a demo and test it out at gusto.com slash dream job. If it wasn't already enough that you guys have a successful blog and Instagram, your YouTube, and now this incredible podcast, in addition, you've done something else, which I just love, which is the Bless Box. It's a subscription box of curated products and health and beauty and food. Let's talk about the Bless Box and what it is and why you started it and how, how it's been going. Yeah. You know, when I launched Bless Box, it was 2016. And prior to that, I had really been thinking and brainstorming like uh, almost two years before that of just kind of starting to wonder like, well, in the next five years, what is something that I want to launch that's really my own product service kind of thing? And yeah. 
I really kind of sat and thought about it. And for me, I noticed that I had built this entire career with collaborating with brands, sharing new products. I realized like, you know, here I am talking about all this really cool stuff that I get to try and test out and review, but I really wish that there was like this tangible product where they could also experience it with me every month. Like I wish I could just show up on their doorstep somehow. And that's kind of where the, the idea of Bless Box came about was that, you know, there were other subscription box companies out there and I wasn't necessarily trying to compete with them. Right. I just wanted to have this box available as a small little thing for my audience and my community that I had already built. And so we came up with everything from the name to the color scheme, to the logo, going back and forth on packaging material and really elevating the experience of this box to make it different than any of those other boxes in the sense that we're creating a very intimate experience with me sort of like as their, their BFF guide in the box. Ugh, so these so are great. products that I'm handpicking out for my trusted audience that can try things out with me as I try them out. And this box has just been an extension of all of that, that I'm, that I'm already doing. So yeah. it's been really, really fun and I love it. <laughs> what I love um, about how you've done everything you've done, including Bless Boxes. And you guys, if you go check her out on Instagram, and if you go look at her Bless Box Instagram too, the whole thing, it's woven together with you, your message, your values, your story, and then the product itself. It's not a, here's the products, guys. Let me sell you things. It's right. let me take you into this whole world of what I'm really about, what I stand for. And so there's these like awesome quotes and it's all about getting in the habit of being kind to yourself. And it's all about really showing up in the world. And it's really something else that you're selling. It's not only the product, it's an experience of the way that you see the world. And I'm curious if you can help share with us two things. One, what is that way? that you see the world. And two, when it comes to people who are listening right now, who are creating their own brands, who are creating their own stories, what advice would you have for them about how to do their branding and to share their messaging in a way that's really going to resonate with the audience like you have done? Yeah, I think for me, it was just like, I needed to try to keep this box as close to like, just a reflection of like my heart and my this box, because my name is attached to it. It was really important that all things attached to my name, like as anyone would agree, you want it to be a really good reflection, a mirror reflection of who you really are and what you're trying to spread into yes. the world. You know, I think when when I started realizing that with Bless Box, I wanted to just do more to connect with people beyond just having products in a box. And we started doing more of these like giving back um, initiatives within the box. Like how can we bless other people? And when we started to do that at first, you know, there were there were a few people on my team that were like, Saz, you know, we got, we might need to wait a few years to do that. And I said, it doesn't even have to be something big. That's the thing. Sometimes we don't even want to go out there and help others because we feel like, well, we don't have the means or the time or maybe the amount of money to bless an entire village. And it's as simple as showing up and doing something for one person and people need a helping hand. I started realizing that in the perfect world for me, even with business, I really want to see the world just just lend more of their time and their energy and even some of their business initiatives to just understand that at the core of anything that you do, it should always be to somehow encourage, help, and bless other people. And 
people are just like looking for their souls to be fed, to be encouraged, to be inspired. We're living in a day and age where we're always looking at our phone and we forget even at the grocery store to just look up sometimes and say, hey, how are you? And I just feel like the perfect world for me would be a world where we can kind of take a step back again and just say hello to people again to generously give our time and even learn how to be kind and generous to ourselves because sometimes we don't give ourselves enough time. We don't give ourselves enough grace, enough mercy in certain areas, and we just yeah. beat ourselves up. We're, we're always looking at that the glass half empty instead of half full, no matter how hard we try. There's going to be seasons of life where there's always going to be an obstacle and a challenge in front of you. And I think it's so important that we we learn to just trust the process and always be kind to yourself in the process. If you're starting a new business, know that you're going to have good days and bad days, but really embracing the idea of like, no matter what, I'm going to be kind to myself and kind to others along the way. I think that is really the ultimate message that I want to spread as an influencer and you know a businesswoman. Yeah, I think you're doing such a good job of helping women be kind to themselves and also think about, you know, sh- sharing that kindness. As we're sort of closing out here, I think that um, people listening are probably so inspired by all the things that you build and you've been so fearless and like starting this thing, then the next thing, then the next thing. And I think you're such a doer, like you just take action before you know the platform, before you know what it's going to be like, you just do the next thing and the next thing. And so many people overthink things or they think that there's no room for them or that they won't be good at it or that whatever they have to post on the blog isn't good enough or their YouTube video is not good enough. What advice would you have for for people who have these great ideas that they want to go ahead and do, but they're like sort of afraid to get started. And you've done that so well. Like, what would you say to them? I, I would just say to them, if you could see my path, it looks like one of those Pinterest photos where there's zigzags and every arrow yeah. is going in different directions and loops and turns. There's no such thing as the perfect route, the perfect, you know, getting to ABC. The one thing I will say, and this is one thing I've learned as a business owner and an influencer, it's not to second guess myself. When you second guess yourself, you are just allowing yourself to just stand at an edge, like the edge of a cliff, and you're just looking down. You keep looking down. And the longer you second guess yourself, the longer you're going to be standing still, and the longer you're going to talk yourself out of doing something that you know was put on your heart for a reason. If there's one thing I've also learned from other mentors and entrepreneurs, they've all told me that sometimes an entrepreneur's greatest failure is when they're just like second guessing themselves and they just won't jump. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you just have to do it and know that you're going to figure it out along the way because quitting isn't an option, you know? And I think that that's just something to encourage anyone out there because we are living in a day and age that's like, hey, be careful with this and that and that. And we see the negatives and You know, I'm all for having an action plan and a plan of attack before jumping into something, really thinking it through. But when it comes time to step up and to just do it, I say boldly jump, jump from that cliff, that mountain, however big or small it is, and just trust the process and trust yourself and believe in yourself. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Tell us where we can find you. So you guys can just find me. I feel like Instagram is probably the best platform that connects all my worlds. It's just my first name, Sazan, S-A-Z-A-N, kind of like Beyonce. I got my own name. <laughs> my own first name is my handle. Um, and then you'll see like my podcast through there and then my YouTube channel and all that. Awesome. Thank you for being such a light in this world. And it is so, so inspiring with a capital I. Thank you so much. You are so inspiring. I can't wait to have you on my show, sister. Oh, I love it. Thanks, Suzanne. Thank you.
How amazing is Cezanne? Okay, so here are the takeaways. Number one, the route not always taken can be scary and risky, but when you start to see growth, you'll be hooked on the journey. Number two, don't try to keep up with a life that's not real. We build each other up when we're authentic about the season of life that we're in. Number three, living a good life is about figuring out how to live imperfectly, embrace it, and challenge yourself to chase after that wisdom. Number four, rest is a pivotal part of success. You don't always have to be in the hustle mode. Number five, you don't need all the money in the world in order to help one person. Number six, at the core of anything you do, it should be to encourage, help, and bless other people. And number seven, it's not your job to second guess yourself. So step up and boldly jump from that mountain and trust that you will figure it out along the way. All right, guys. Well, I love you and I look forward to seeing you guys in the Dream Ambassador program. It is completely free to join. I will be doing a monthly coaching session and then there will be an extra training session with a guest expert. We have my friend Sahara Rose coming on soon to talk about how to build your audience. And then every single month, I'll be choosing five of you. And again, this costs nothing. And I'll be taking you to an intimate lunch with me, private lunch where we can sit and talk about your life and I can give you some feedback and support. And then I'll be choosing 10 of you to do a master mind coaching every single month and it's completely free. So if you want to get in on all this, I highly suggest you do. It means so much to me that you take the time out of your day to listen to this show. Um, make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen. And if you haven't already, go ahead and share this show, whether it's this episode or another episode, take a second right now and share it with a friend because it might just make a huge impact on their life. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you on Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. So many times I chose to run. So many times I held my tongue. I held my tongue. Never saying what I needed to. Survive.